1962, Steve Russell presses the exclamation point on his keyboard, finalizing the very first video game, Space War. With a, you have to say it like that with an exclamation point. So was it was it him titling it? That's the exclamation point. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Finally, I've completed Incredible. my masterpiece. What shall I call it?" <laughs> he says, "Space War." He's like, "No, that's not right. That's not right. Space War." <laughs> I, I like to think it was like he was like in another room and the other guy, like another guy was at the thing, like typing it in. And he was like, what is it called? Space War. I was like, what? Steve. Space what War. Was that? <laughs> yeah, and then the guy like, he's like, okay, I got to add the explanation for it. I actually, yeah, that's, that is what happened. <laughs> add that to Wikipedia. This is the source. That's true. Man, we're just. Adding tons of things to Wikipedia today. You know, actually, could someone put this as a source for something on Wikipedia? Because do you think anyone would fact check that and listen to the podcast? <laughs> probably at some... I think probably just someone would be like... Like, w- look for... <laughs> at, at the podcast and be like, no, I'm just going to take this down. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it depends might, on the page, I think. I think there are certain pages where people don't yeah. really check, check it that do much, you, think, you know? Do you think anyone checks Space War? I don't know. Sorry, no, not Space War. Space War! That's what I was talking about. I feel like it also has changed. Like, Wikipedia has changed where a lot of pages you can't just edit. Like, your edits have to be, like, approved by someone before they can, like, actually go on the yeah. page, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is the thing. Is like probably for the best. You know, but one too many teachers told their students like, "Don't go on Wikipedia. Yeah. Anything on there can be false." And Wikipedia was like, "Fine. You know what? Not <laughs> everyone can edit our Wikipedia anymore." Yeah. <laughs> our our Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia is an online Wikipedia. Welcome to Gameography. <laughs> if you didn't know, welcome to, to Gameography, to? the podcast about races. And whether or not they are the master one. <laughs> oh, no. This oh, is no. the season about PC season gaming. Two. That stands for a personal computer. And we, we're breaking out of the bubble. That was Miyamoto. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it actually, it's, it's kind of like, like Miyamoto was like holding our hands through this experience. He was like our, our loving, doting father bringing us into the world but now dad's dead <laughs> and you have to he died you in have to figure out how, he died in 1983 and you have to figure out how to download and execute this file and he's not going to help you he's not going to hold your hand anymore oh you have to l- mount a disk drive papa nintendo or mr nintendo he's not papa there any- nintendo <laughs> Now, when you say Mr. Nintendo, are you referring to uh, uh, Mangu, the streamer, Mario, <laughs> uh-huh. or Miyamoto? Um, I'm referring to that one random podcaster, actually. One random podcaster, the only option they didn't list. Yeah. But so, for anyone who, out there who's wondering, 
Mm-hmm. Like, what am I listening to right now? Mm-hmm. Tell tell the viewers at home <laughs> what gameography is, Devin. <laughs> well, if you didn't listen to season one, we covered all of Miyamoto's games, and the idea mm. of the podcast was to take a video game creator, a visionary, an artist, mm. an artiste, <laughs> to, and to look at their body of works and then discuss them <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. learn about how they're made and everything. We've done that. We, and we did it. <laughs> com- mission completed. <laughs> now We're sick of it. We're done with it. Now, Tim uh, suggested doing Todd Howard, who you may know, the Microsoft employee. <laughs> uh, what is he actually? Yeah, because Microsoft bought. Do you like? Bethesda. Is he like on the payroll though? Yeah. Is that how that works? He was like. He like was at if that. he, if he needs to request time off, does he go to like the same page that some guy working at the Microsoft store goes to? Do you think? Yeah, he he has to like send a message through Microsoft Teams. <laughs> to... He probably had to start using Teams. He probably did, yeah. That's what you don't think about with like a game company being bought out by Microsoft is that they now have a whole new like uh-huh. workplace set up. Mm. They have to use Teams. They probably you think they're allowed to use Google yeah. Meet. They can't use Google Meet. <laughs> no. They work at Microsoft now. Yeah. No, there's no way. Um but yeah, but- so this season is theoretically Going through the works of Todd Howard, looking at all the Bethesda games he's directed, and doing the same thing that we did with Miyamoto, but... But, here's the thing. We thought... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We thought, Todd Howard, listen, he's, he's, a, he's a big guy. He's a big he's boy. He's a huge guy. He's enormous. <laughs> but, maybe it would be a little tiring to do a whole season of just Todd Howard games. Yeah, because see the thing is that we have to play these games. Yeah. You you don't even you're not even thinking about that, but we are we have to play Daggerfall and then we have to play Marrowend and then we have to play Oblivion and then we have to play Skyrim. Uh-huh. To name just a few. <laughs> to name most of them, but just a few. <laughs> um but so we thought why not why not look at just the PC the master race, as Tim calls it, <laughs> as Tim coined, uh, <laughs> more in general. And then kind of as that developed, it's, it kind of developed more into like, let's look at uh, like RPGs, like the computer, yeah. the kind of computer RPG style to a certain extent. Um, and just kind of somewhat PC games in general. It's yeah. not going to be exhaustive for sure. There's yeah. Just, it's, it's, I mean, of course, it's we like, can't. It's yeah, it's like if you were like, we're gonna do, like, not we're not doing Miyamoto, we're doing Nintendo. Like, yeah, even that would Which, be easier see, than like all of PC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be like saying we're doing Miyamoto and all console games. Exactly. You know, it's just yeah. it's just so vast. Yeah. But but um, I think that. Um, I mean, so this, to me, the value of gameography, the value of this podcast that you're listening to right now is that I think it honestly is a kind of lowbrow historical document. (laughs) Like, it's not, 
Uh-huh. Like, despite what I may try to do as soon as we're done recording, this isn't something people, someone's going to use as a source on Wikipedia. Yeah. But... We use, we use the sources on Wikipedia. <laughs> That's why we're a lowbrow. Yeah. <laughs> History. We just use Wikipedia. <laughs> but I just, I honestly, I, I think that just through uh, learning about these things and playing the games of Miyamoto's career, mm-hmm. I honestly just feel like I, I understand video game history and almost just like the evolution of it as an art form better than I did before. And Definitely, yeah. if we want to continue that education, if only for ourselves, yeah. then it only makes sense to look at PC gaming because it's, it, it is the most, sense. and it, it is the originator. Sense. I mean, it is, it, like, <laughs> I mean like the whole idea of like video game consoles was like, let's make it so that it's not like a PC, mm-hmm. but it's still like underneath it. It is. It's just like, you don't have to like mess yeah. with it. <laughs> That's really been... But like, even like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is very funny. G- consoles are just computers. They're yeah. all just computers. Yeah. And they're... I mean, they're getting more and more like computers like with every mm-hmm. every time around. Um, but it is, it is very funny that like video games are this like medium or this, you know, form of entertainment, whatever you want to call it, that mm-hmm. was invented on, compu- on PCs, on computers mm-hmm. as we know them. And then it got pushed onto consoles for convenience sake and now that has become dominant in a way that's very weird at least to some yeah. people to me well, at least it always has been but yeah and i think this is something we'll we'll talk about in this episode and then probably other episodes but like the like like computers have like a stigma and like a people are always hating on <laughs> they're bashing computers well i'm like i don't know Stop and just the like taboo and people are like intimidated by them and stuff like that normalized computation (laughs) but like like it was like you know more like well you know like nintendo and those and you know sega and atari and stuff those were all marketed towards kids but computers were always marketed more towards like adults yeah and then like you could all like they could also play games and that was like I mean, even if you look, like, back to, like, in the history of, like, Apple, like, in some of the original Apple computers, Mm -hmm. they were, like, part of their, like, pitch was that you could play games on them. Yeah. Like, the Apple II comes with, like, weird little controllers. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) really? That's interesting. Picture. Yeah. I didn't know that. They're, like, they look like they have, like, little knobs on them. I assume that's what they're for. I don't actually know, but they're, like, weird little knobby, like, you can, like, kind of turn it like this. Mm, interesting. But, like, kind of one of the big things with, like, Apple was that, like, they could, like, display graphics more so than, like, other yeah. computers of the time. Or at least, like, you know, computers that normal people could buy. Yeah. So It is really funny that it's now gone, like, the complete opposite. Yeah, Apple is, like, Where a very non, like, it, like, tries to not, <laughs> like... It, distance yeah, itself it really, from games it feels intentional yeah no like, i think it is yeah see i'm sitting here on a mac that mm-hmm. is like far more powerful as a computer than the pc i'm using this old pc mm-hmm. and yet it can't play any of the games we're talking about <laughs> like that just doesn't make sense to me yeah well and so annoying yeah i think they d- i feel like they did intentionally kind of like mm. distance themselves from that but then the interesting thing is then like 
with the iPhone, they've I yeah. think very much leaned into it being like f- four games, like yeah, because games make so much money on iPhone and stuff and iPad. Yeah, but yeah, and I mean like iPhones have just like become honestly kind of the 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 secret like heart of gaming for like a lot of the world's population, and maybe yeah. not iPhones, but just you know. Smartphones, smartphones yeah. in general, yeah. which in America, about half of them are iPhones. So it's like, yeah. but it's just like, that is actually where most video game playing is happening. Yeah. Especially like, iPhones. yeah, especially in other countries and like, young, like kids mm. and stuff, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, kids just playing Fruit Ninja. <laughs> so sad. You think they're still playing Fruit Ninja like 10 years <laughs> I later? I would be. <laughs> People are still playing Angry Birds. That's real. Oh, I bet. Because there's like... I, haven't they made mm-hmm. like a bunch of sequels? They made at least number two, which I um, I'm sure I had that on my more. phone for a while. Yeah. Um, it's a fun. I mean, game. There was an Angry Birds movie, right? Murphy. Oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. the Angry Movie Birds. <laughs> movie Movie Birds. Angry Movies. Called. Yeah. Angry uh, Angry Birds. But to give a just a, a, a sneak peek, a slight overview. So Todd Howard, we're covering all of his games. We're going to be covering um, a couple other people, like, we'll have repeat games and we'll kind of cover. Yeah. So we're going to have Richard Garriott, who created Ultima. Who is that? Ultima? Oh, that yeah. one, yeah. Um, one of, the, like, one. the fathers of, like, computer RPGs. Another person we're going to do multiple games of, Will Wright, who created SimCity and The Sims. Mm. Um, and then say it, Devin. Say it. Say his name. Don't be afraid. You have to say it. John Romero? Is it? I don't John know who Romero. you're... <laughs> John, John Romero. John Romero, of course. And, and John Carmack from id Software, who are also... Who are owned by Bethesda, who are owned by Microsoft. Oh, <laughs> it re- Gosh, it's, it really is all connected. <laughs> yeah. Um... Let's see who else we had. Uh, Papa Newell, <laughs> <laughs> Papa Papa Gabe, Daddy, Papa Daddy Gabe G. himself, hot from Half Life, um, hot off Half Life One and Two. Uh, uh, we got Warren Spector who did uh, System Shock and Deus Ex. Ken Levine, System Shock Two and Bioshock. Uh, We're gonna be covering. Um, uh, I think that's famous internet racist notch and one of his most famous games yeah uh, uh stay scrolls. tuned to figure out which one <laughs> scrolls devin spoiled it we're doing sorry. scrolls sorry sorry <laughs> we're actually just gonna uh read through all of his controversial tweets and Honestly? we're not gonna talk about any games that episode I mean, that, there's probably a, a whole episode's worth of content on that, for sure. We really actually do need to talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll um, be really fun. That's, I think that's, this, that's the, the one episode I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, yeah. On so many different fronts. Yeah. Like, well, that, and that's a, that's, a, that's a good segue into the fact that Tim is, not, is new to the <laughs> PC yeah. gaming space. So, his, his I don't even biggest, know if we... The biggest game yeah. probably he knows is Minecraft. <laughs> That's, I think that is the PC game I played the most of, without a doubt. Yeah. Basically, the only PC game I've really, really played other than, I think, Portal 2 and, and Terraria. Mitosis. Oh, and Terraria. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so I don't know if we said this though. Your name is Devin. <laughs> My name is Tim. Yes. Did did we say? I don't think so. Um, Devin is the host of this podcast. I'm the other host, I guess, co-host, and they uh, and we are please locked refer to in us in the third e- person, Tim. Eternal. Tell us what they, they are. Do. They are. They are locked in an eternal battle between good and evil. And in the pursuit of figuring out which one of us is good and which one of us is evil. Mm-hmm. And on, on your side lays a, a, a giant tower of computer parts that have guided you through your gaming career. And on my side is the Nintendo GameCube. And so I don't, I don't understand any of this stuff. And just, just the Nintendo GameCube. Um, I don't know how to mount a drive. Yeah, what we'll are you see, talking that's even about? Like before my time. That, but we're, yeah, we'll talk about that probably more next episode, because <laughs> our next uh, game is a DOS game, and that mm. that you'll have to do. Um, I, I and we do remind me to ask you what DOSes are actually, because I don't yeah. know what that means. And I, I do want to before I forget, I do want to say, listener, if you are listening, you should <laughs> you should try and play like these games with, along with us. I really because think that you, would be more fun for you. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. You'll have a good time playing. And then you can listen to us and <laughs> and be part of the conversation. And because, do you really want to hear us talk about John Romero and just not follow a word we're saying? Why would yeah. you want that? Play Doom. Yeah, we're gonna also, tell you at the end of every Doom. episode. Honestly, just play the games and don't even listen, and that your life yeah. will be better. Actually, that is the high. <laughs> that is the most honest recommendation I could give our <laughs> listeners. Like, if you want to listen. You sh- you should, but if you just want to play along, yeah, why not? Just play yeah. some video games. Yeah, <laughs> just pull out um, the old PC. Um, now, if you do want to follow along, either way, mm-hmm. the best way I'd personally recommend doing that is mm-hmm. going to gamographypod.com dot com mm-hmm. or and finding us follow us on, on all the major streaming services and twitter dot com. And yeah, we're on Twitch at uh, twitch tv slash gamographypod. We just streamed today's pod. game and next week's game, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, at tw- at Twitter at Gameography at Gameography Pod. I think honestly, at Gameography Pod is, yeah, is everywhere. Yeah, all across the board. Yeah. Did you did you uh, were you able to get that for Instagram? <laughs> it was taken. <laughs> the other Gameography got there first. There actually is another Gameography. Yeah. Um, just want to send like it out there. If many from years YouTube. ago, right? No, I think that they were. Oh, oh, on YouTube. Active. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh no, there's then there's the gamographers who talk about pornography in video games. Right, right. And right. those ones are several years. We gotta old, get yeah. those guys as guests on the show. We really should. <laughs> that would actually be great. Um. Oh, but you know what? Um, when you look up gamography now on YouTube, where we show up. Nice. It's it's no longer just the other gamography. Now it's. One of their videos, their page, and then it's a Jungian analysis of Majora's Mask. And nice. A link okay, to the page. now, now, listener, you have no excuse to not go on YouTube and go subscribe to us. Yeah, no <laughs> excuse, because you can actually search us now. <laughs> you can actually find us. Yeah. So you, yeah, people keep on using that excuse, but it's not going to work anymore. <laughs> we see it right Check through again. you. Um, yes, I'll say, for me, we, we've we've talked previously that. Uh, on the podcast that obviously I had a Super Nintendo and an N64 as a child, mm-hmm. as a wee boy. 
But as a wee boy, you but you weren't a wee boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a wee boy, Tim. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you never had a wee. No, I never had a wee. <laughs> okay, continue. We can't make jokes like that anymore because this isn't Miyamoto anymore. Yeah. Um. But that was all, you know, from I I I, I lived in my brother's shadow, let's say, <laughs> and yeah, he did not get a GameCube or any you know consoles after the N64. And he switched over to, like, playing PC games. Oh, really? Uh Wow. And so that also explains my, like, moving over to a PC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, your dad, I know he had a flight simulator. Oh, yeah. My dad, yes. So he is a PC gamer as well. Yeah, I would watch my dad play, like, uh, Red Baron, I believe. It was, like, a a 90s, like, 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 game where you would, like, you would like fly in a little plane and like you could you'd like I think you'd play online and like fight other people and I or oh, just fly cool. with them on but I think you would fight. And he would and play with his brother. Uh and like he had a very like a nineties like computer microphone. <laughs> I like webcams obviously were oh, not, yeah, yeah. not around, but he had a little microphone that like very similar to like how webcams are now, where you like clip it to like your screen, mm. where you'd like clip it there, and then you could plug it in your computer, and he would like play with his brother, <laughs> and I would watch Man. him do that, and then I would watch my brother play like um, Warcraft and Starcraft and mm. games like that, which I'll say we're we are not covering um, those. Yeah. That that's a, that's an omission, obviously. Um, that really, I don't. Maybe maybe we will end up rectifying that because that, that feels a little wrong yeah think things are always things always may change i will say i think we're yeah i'm gonna try and do better about on our twitter and and mm. we can probably do this on the instagram too when you when you have yeah. that up of like p- like posting like what the like next month's worth of games are going to be so people oh know, yeah know in advance and then you can like know if you want to play it or not i guess yeah um, yeah. or at least no, just I'm know. not gonna. I'm not gonna listen this month. I don't like these <laughs> games. I'm gonna unsubscribe for this month. Yeah, just someone hates uh, Gabe Newell. They're like, I'm not gonna listen to the Half Life episode. How could someone hate Gabe Newell? Because <laughs> I'm gonna hate that beard. Uh, um, I can see someone hating Gabe Newell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see someone hating a lot of the people who are like in the like tech. Like the PC, like yeah. kind of like tech world. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah, they don't, they don't, these, these people don't quite have that Miyamoto charm, you know? No. I mean, who does? Like truly, I was thinking <laughs> about the other day of like a, a big difference between like, I mean like, uh, you know, American and, and Japanese like video game developers and, and specifically I feel like PC ones because a lot of, a lot of. I mean, almost all of our stuff is going to be American this. Uh, oh this, yeah, that's true. This season, wow. And like, what a lot of them do is like they just would s- start their own company, mm. and like you know, if they obviously like pretty much everyone we're almost everyone we're talking about like made it big through doing that. But like, yeah. if you think about like Miyamoto, could have like, like you know, in like the Super Nintendo 
or N64 era or something, just been like, I'm just going to start my own company, and I'll make games to go on the Nintendo. He really could have. And he could have made so much more money, I'm sure, than what he made working for Nintendo. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Like, if he he really could have owned the company. But, like, that's just not something, like, you do, really. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Maybe that's like oh, that is funny yeah. that he he like he he guided this company from nothing to like becoming one of the biggest organizations in the world and now it's like yeah he could have just made his own game company made way more money yeah <laughs> it's gonna mess up yeah I mean I'm sure he got paid well but <laughs> I'm sure he's do not have wanting for money <laughs> do we have his paychecks or his like <laughs> net worth somewhere in the notes <laughs> honestly I don't want to know. It's better to keep him Puritan. But Tim, let's talk about our our topic for today. Mm. <laughs> uh, you teased it at the beginning of the episode. Space I did. Space war. Space war. <laughs> uh, we. What, what was that, Steve? What was that? It was space war. Exclamation point. It was space war. Steve Russell, who you uh, mentioned. Um, but we're going to go back even before that. Oh. To just talk about how computers, those, the, like, Tim, did you know this? <laughs> Got a factoid for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So computers uh, and a lot of, like, technology around computers comes out of the military and, like, military research mm, and, and yeah. funding. Yeah. Um, but did you know... That during World War II, that like, so like, pre, obviously, computers and like, as we know them, people had to like, do math to like, use like, artillery, like, and like, missiles and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. this, this kind of math was done by women, and they were referred to as computers. Oh, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. Women yeah. were the first computers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then in 1945, it like that term got applied to like the machinery, like mm. that um, form of Did computer. the computation for them. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened to those those women, <laughs> but <laughs> they became hackers. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, that's the other thing that I was reading is that in the early days, like. There was like a gender divide where like men like built like the act like physical computer and then women would actually like be the ones programming it. Wow, that's interesting. Like in the very, I don't know how that like went away because like <laughs> it's obviously like programming became a very like male dominated <laughs> like. Oh, thing. is that true? <laughs> at, oh, there are a lot at of, a certain point, a lot, a lot of men in tech. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Um, you can say that. But the first programmable, programmable computer came out in 1946. And it's the Electronic Numeric Integrator and Calculator. Wow. It took them three years to build and cost $500,000. And it was built to um, calculate artillery stuff for the military. Mm. Um, it weighed 30 tons occupied 63 square meters of space and it 
uh, it contained 17,000 vacuum tubes. Because that is how computers worked wow. in the very olden days. That's a lot of vacuum tubes. That's like way above average. It's more than my vacuum has, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I, I wish you could see the look Tim just gave me. Uh, and so that's kind of the start of everything. Um, and then kind of from the very beginning, um, computers were, were like people kind of like thought about how like games and computers kind of linked in a way like um you know alan turing he's kind of like one of the oh the i know about the the his test <laughs> yes <laughs> he's like one of the fathers i've seen, of, I've seen ex machina <laughs> fathers yeah, of he's computers. the father of ex machina the movie yeah he's a. Uh, uh i can't think of his name what's that guy's name um, Oscar Isaac. He's Oscar Isaac's dad. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like he, He's the father of Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he uh, was like very interested in artificial intelligence, obviously, which you would know if you know his test. <laughs> but, uh, he, but you wouldn't know if you can't pass his test. So Wait, and no, he, The robot doesn't take the test, does it? It's a... No, right? It's... The test the, is the on test the is person a human it, if they can tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So and he uh, he was trying to develop artificial intelligence, and like mm. one of the main ways, or at least the way I read about, was that he was like, he he wanted he was making like a computer chess program, mm. and it was literally too advanced for computers. Like computers were not able to run his program, so he with all those vacuum tubes. <laughs> so he like. Uh, he like got his algorithm, like he wrote it by hand and then he would like wow. play someone else at chess and he would just like follow his own, like what he had written down. <laughs> so he would be the computer, <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, that's like part of the, like the legacy of like, uh, computers and games. But obviously that's not wow. really like how we think of like video games today. That must have been fun for his opponent, just watching him read through <laughs> like lines and lines of text, yeah. just kind of like doing mental calculations and then moving upon. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, oh, you're screwed. Okay, got to rewrite this whole thing. <laughs> so we jump forward to 19... 19- 59, which is where we get the PDP-1, which is the computer that Space War will end up getting developed mm. on. And it is, um, it's important not just to Space War, but to like hacker culture in general, I guess. Um, and it's also one of the first mini computers. Now, Tim, when I say the word mini computer, what do you think of <laughs> I'm picturing it uh, not 13 tons. Uh-huh. Like, how, how big would you say? If you if just... Okay. If you were... If, you well, were, if mi- someone said mini-computer to you, you had no yeah, other I'd context. I'd picture, like, like, you know, this big. Like, the size of... Like, you could hold it in two hands easily. Uh-huh. I'm assuming that's not what it was, though. So, mini-computers <laughs> were developed in the mid-1960s. This is what... At least according to Wikipedia. Though... 
the PDB one was like the beginning of the sixties. Um, and mm. they were the like kind of definition was costing less than twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> That's pretty um, many. Which is equivalent to $167,000 in 2020, I guess. Wow. Um, with an input-output device such as a teleprinter and at least 4,000 words of memory. Um, so the PDP-1, I guess, does not exactly fit that. I guess because it was, it was a lot earlier, but it was $120,000. Jeez. And it was the size of a large car. <laughs> so quite, quite mini. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd call that mini. Yeah. It's not the size of a whole building. But it's one of the first um, computers to, like, uh, have more, like, interaction between the computer and the user, mm. where, like, it would, like, you could, like, I assume what this means is, like, you would type something in and it would, like, dis- like immediately, like, display an output or or whatever, and it had a screen. Oh, okay. Like a yeah. kind of like an octagonal screen, I guess I would say. No, I think it. I think it's just round. It's just round. Okay. It's just a perfectly round screen. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there is the the thing about early computers that you don't think about is that it's like it was not nearly as reactive to what you did to it, no, right? No, Where it's no. like it's printing out things. It's essentially like a printed out terminal. Yeah. I mean, like a lot but less of less advanced. Yeah, a lot of you can't like, even make it do the Star Wars thing and ask you. <laughs> Oh, I, I forgot about that, yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of them were like, um, and we'll talk about this next episode too, but it's like the the kind of thing that the mini computer was moving away from was the mainframe, which was like a huge computer that you would have like in a building. And then you could have mm. multiple people at different, uh, like basically like typewriters almost that just like connected okay, to yeah. the computer where you could like type something into the computer. And then I think it would literally like print it, print out whatever, like, cause usually it would just be like for a calculation or whatever. Yeah. Would, like print yeah. it out on like paper. I feel like, or like a little mm. ticker, you know, like, yeah, like exactly. that kind yeah, of system. That's definitely what I'm picturing. Yeah. I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. So the PDP one, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, was was like had a lot of firsts, not just the first one of the first video games. It had the first text editor, the first word processor. Wow. wow. Um, the first interactive debugger. That's for programming, and then the first credible computer chess program. Fine. I'm so sick of all these incredible <laughs> <laughs> chess programs. <laughs> sick of it. Um, and so they so MIT bought this computer. And at the MIT computer, uh, campus was the Tech Model Railroad Club. These, this is where our heroes come from. <laughs> <laughs> Enter the hero of our story, Steve. <laughs> um, and my, my source for a lot of this is um, the book Replay, The History of Video Games. Um, mm. well, well, we'll link, link that on the website. But... It, uh, the Tech Model Railroad Club quote loved computing and trashy sci-fi books. So that's that's <laughs> who these people are. They were all like <laughs> that is who they are. <laughs> they were all like you know like into computers at a time when obviously like no one really knew what computers were. 
Yeah. And they were like, you know, just big nerds and kind of like the way you would expect, I guess. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Well, I mean, when the when the the bar of entry to this hobby is that you have the like intelligence and dedication to understand <laughs> to like go a to hyper MIT. complicated. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it's like it's going to create a very specific kind of culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see. So three members of the Hackers. club. Steve Russell, who we've mentioned before, Wayne Whitnam, I believe is how you say it, and Martin Greats came up with doing uh, the idea for doing a game on the machine. And up mm-hmm. until now, like, like the professors and stuff were all, like, very, like, straightforward, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, very, like, stiff about how you use computers. Like, you only use it to, like, you know, do calculations and, like, very practical things, you know? So, yeah, it's a computer, not a gamer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, they decided they needed to do, like, a game with some sort of, like, action in it. And then, obviously, like, they were big sci-fi nerds. So I think that, like, they were, you know, they just immediately thought of space. And so yeah. Steve Russell. And then war. Because they're big war fans, <laughs> too. Yeah. He, he programmed the game and... Um, Showed it, showed it off to other people, but it was a lot like more basic than the one that we see. Um, and so, like other people in the club, like added other things to it. Like one person added, mm. uh, like the black hole, like star in the middle, because they're like, oh wow, that's the whole game. Yeah, I know. It, it's, they're like, it's too like static. I guess is kind of like, yeah. And then another person added all like the stars in the background, because it was just mm. black before. And then another person added. Uh, like built these like controllers specifically for the game. Wow, would that be the them? It has to be the first gaming controller, right? Probably, yeah. I don't know. Here, it's incredible. Um, yeah, it's just like a big block with one button on it, and then like two little like like levers that you could do like left and right and up and down to like mm. to rotate, and then I guess like to go backwards or forwards or whatever. Um, and that's pretty much it. It, it, it like, so it, it became popular on campus, but they and they like thought about like, well, could we sell this? But they were like, well, you need a $120,000 computer to be able to play it. So probably not really an option. Gosh, that really is the problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, it has to, the, the, the computer itself is the like attraction. Yeah probably half of it just the people coming up to their dorm or whatever yeah i guess it's not in their dorm if it's a seventeen thousand vacuum tubes yeah it, it, yeah it would have been in like a lab or something i'm sure yeah but so they just they gave it away and like the the computer like manufacturer who made that pdp1 like would like put it like send it with like computers when they sold them mm. after that <laughs> yeah why not yeah. um and so that's that's kind of like the story of it, and we played it. <laughs> we did. Uh, it's a fun game. It's great. Yeah, it's it's like what's incredible about it is that it's like, mi- like way more complex than like wh- a lot of the like what you think of as yeah. like the early video games like Pong, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's like if you ask anyone what is the first video game, yeah. they're probably gonna say Pong. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like I would maybe like, you, know, you know, a couple months yeah. ago before I knew this. I absolutely would, yeah. yeah. And this is, what, like 20 years earlier? Isn't maybe it? like 
10 ish. Yeah, it is. It's exactly 10 years earlier. Yeah. And yet it's like twice as complicated and twice as fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pong's pretty fun, but I mean, it does. Yeah, and listen, <laughs> it's, it's a good time. Yeah. But there's no black hole in Pong. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good like mod for Pong. <laughs> make a Add. crossover space Pong. <laughs> Exclamation point. You like it. Space if you Pong. shoot the like the the ball or like you hit the ball at the right angle it like like warps around yeah. and like flies off and curves it yeah <laughs> can come back at you yeah so that would actually be fun that's not a bad idea yeah. so the black hole that we're talking about it, like it sucks you into it and then you can kind of like you like can thrust your your rocket boosters or whatever because you're, you're playing as a spaceship and if you like if you thrust it at the right time or like kind of get it right then you can kind of like whoop like mm-hmm. loop around the black hole because otherwise you get sucked into it yeah it, i mean it's exactly how you'd imagine the kind of gravitational pull in space being where you you like you know you orbit around and you can zoop off or you can get sucked in and yeah yeah it's actually i mean it, it's making me think of outer wilds now that i'm thinking about it mm-hmm. probably like plenty of other examples of yeah. like modern 3d space games yeah. that are essentially the same thing well and that's another thing that is like interesting about the game and similar to outer wilds is like because they were probably because they were such nerds like they they like <laughs> made sure to like make the physics actually like correct and stuff oh so it was like, that's funny it wasn't yeah. just like you know like simple calculations to try and like approximate something yeah. like they're like no like it has to be <laughs> it has and like the stars are like the like the real like a real star like pattern in the sky. Oh, the actual constellations. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and that's like very like Outer Wilds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. Um, wow, those Dorcas Majorcuses <laughs> studying star maps, <laughs> astral charts. Yeah. And this that's was like thing. like space is the like kind of obvious, I feel like place to go for like to make like a like an adventure like Video, I don't know, like video game, like yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Because this was before, like you know, Dungeons and Dragons would have come out, or oh, maybe I don't know. When did Lord of the Rings come out? It might have been. I feel I know Lord of the Rings was in the '60s, I think. So. Uh, Lord of the Rings came out '54. Oh, '54. Okay, so that would have been out. The Hobbit. Yeah. The Hobbit came out in '37. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. Yes. So those are bit, but the middle Middle Earth was in the the kind of yeah. global imagination. But, but maybe they, because I know they like they weren't like as big of successes when they first came out. I feel like, hmm. and then they kind of like, you know, gradually became more and more. But then, um, but then D and D didn't come out till seventy four. Exactly. The original. Yeah. So and like, because now when you think of like video games and computer games, I feel like the standard is almost like fantasy. Yeah, well, I, yeah, probably fantasy or sci-fi, which are the kind of, yeah. you know, most kind of fantastical and compelling, like, mm-hmm. genres to tell a story in, right? So it makes sense. Yeah, but I feel like it, like, it definitely, I feel like space stuff and sci-fi stuff, we're getting more now, but, like, I feel like in the early, like, computer days, it, at least the, the games on our list are, are much more predominantly fantasy. They really are, yeah. I feel like yeah. that, like I feel like Dungeons and Dragons is probably like a lot to do with that. Yeah, well, because I mean, 
the, the, a lot of the early games coming out were kind of emulating tabletop games, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like if you're playing a game that isn't, you know, throwing something <laughs> or something physical, it's <laughs> yeah. like you're playing a tabletop game. Yeah. And so naturally, the computer people are going to do the same thing that the gaming people are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that like ripples over and like, yeah. you know, people like Miyamoto or like, you know, with like Zelda... It's like, I'm sure he never, like, I wonder if he even knew what, like, D- D&D was or would have known. But, like, I'm sure he, like, saw other, like, that's funny, like, yeah. fantasy, like, role-playing video games, you know. He probably Yeah, he probably I mean, did, clearly, it but, it all kind of traces back to D&D, or yeah. at least this era of tabletop gaming, right? Yeah. So, Zelda. Zelda. Is D&D. Zelda's D&D. What it is. D&D is life. Z- D&D is ZNL. Tell them link. <laughs> Put the heart around them. Aww. Aww. Yeah, I like not a lot, not a ton to say about this game. Yeah, um, it, it is fun though. It's yeah, like it's worth. You can if, play it for free online. We'll put a link to that yeah. as well. Um, I'll, I'll say that if I were on the MIT campus in 1962, mm-hmm. I would have been losing it. Oh yeah, like we we would have been having so much fun <laughs> yeah. in the lab. I mean, just this. like watching, like the like ships like fly around would have been insane. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it really does just have a, a a lovely character to it, in part because the the screen that it was on mm-hmm. originally, it had a trace of light that it would leave. Yeah. You know. And so, getting to see it, it, everything leaves this like, how would you describe that? Like a like, like an a after trail. image, like a ghost image yeah. behind it. Yeah, for like just, many and seconds, and like you, you, we can watch yeah. it like slowly fade. So yeah, because the the computer programs emulate that physical screen that would have been doing that at the time. Yeah, 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 and also just the fact that it's on this round screen makes it very fun. <laughs> yeah. I think that we should bring back round screens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. Yeah. Underutilized in modern tech. Yeah. That that seems like something that like Apple would have done at some point. Yeah, it really does. Like the 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 what is it, the DPD one? PDP one? PDP one, yeah. The the PDP one actually kind of looks like the screen at least the monitor looks similar to like an old Power Mac or iMac or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? those were like, like a little more like rounded. At least like Yeah. I mean, the screen yeah. was not really... I don't actually... I don't know what the screen was, but also, I mean, the whole premise of Mac, mm-hmm. like, UI is the rounded corners. Exactly. That's, like... Yeah. It's the whole premise. <laughs> That's the whole concept of Macintosh that was computing. That was Steve Jobs' whole idea. It was, like, he just walked into a meeting and said, rounded corners. Rounded corners. He just walked onto a keynote mm-hmm. and, like, and, like, one of his, like, presentations <laughs> and, like, said that, and the crowd just went wild. That was literally all he said. He walked off stage. He just, to he a just stood there ovation. for 70 minutes while they clapped. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Check Wikipedia. Source, Gameography Pod. <laughs> at Gameography Pod on Twitter. Very similar to when Miyamoto walked out with the Wii Remote. And people <laughs> cheered for 70 minutes. <laughs> it is weird that, yeah, both of those times they cheered for exactly 70 minutes. Impressive that Miyamoto held his arm up for that long. He's got some body strength. I mean, he has some we hold it, Wiimote holding strength. He's, yeah, he's got. Uh, I mean, he made it to like level twelve, thirteen in Rogue. Hmm. If you want to see how Miyamoto did, 
questing <laughs> through dungeons in Rogue, you can you can check out our Twitch or it'll be on our YouTube channel at Gameography Pod. Um, Wait, is that the YouTube? <laughs> I don't know. You just said it. Yeah, you you just had it up. Um, just look up Gameography. Just look up Gameography. Yeah, yeah. If you go it to our website, you can like it links to the YouTube and everything. So. Um, thank you for listening. Do you have anything else you want yeah. to talk about, Tim? No, yeah, that's probably fine. Yeah. This game is like, it, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> so this is like, it's really just an intro to the yeah. to the season. Yeah, we just wanted to talk about like the earliest thing. But next week, mm-hmm. we're getting into to like true crazy territory. Mm. A game. Yeah. We're going rogue. <laughs> game rogue Gog is going rogue. <laughs> Gog is going rogue. Is it, are we officially pronouncing it gog now <laughs> for this season it's gog <laughs> <laughs> yeah. next season it'll be goog because um, that's when we do our season on google stadia like we said before <laughs> did we say that <laughs> yeah oh, man will Hilarious. google stadia be um, around by the time next season comes is it around now theoretically yeah by the time this conversation is over it could be gone um, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, but Rogue. You may know Rogue, Rogue from such things as roguelikes. <laughs> but here from <laughs> it us. It is a lot like a roguelike. It is, it is similar, but you'll, you'll you be know, surprised how different I mean, literally, Rogue is. is a roguelike. Rogue is a roguelike, but it is also a rogue different. <laughs> I and truly I think, couldn't have said I it think you're all gonna. I think you're all going to really roguelike what we have to say about it. <laughs> And I think you're gonna roguelike playing it if you if you decide to fire it up. I really would recommend firing it up. Just you gotta figure out how to mount that disc. Yeah. Oh. There are um, also websites where you can like play it in the browser, I believe. If yeah, I had a hard time with that though. It was not working out for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. If, but if 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 you're unable to use DOSBox, though, it's not too hard. It really isn't. Yeah. Just Google it yeah. or whatever. Um, all right. Type some commands. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye bye. Thanks for Gogan with us. Uh oh. <laughs> what do we do? Say it again. Say it again. Bye bye. <laughs>